You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Okay, I want to play the music too, so get ready. Get ready for get strapped. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it's not too loud. Let me know if it's too loud. <laughs> ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio. It's the first episode of such a product. Can you believe it? Oh my, the squeakiest microphone in the god dang world. I'm I am joined. I'm Ryan Knightsey, and I'm joined by the squeaky microphone holder, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, what are what do you got? The Tin Man over there? What's happening? I moved my microphone <laughs> for two seconds, and now it just won't stop squeaking, and. I couldn't think of a better way to start this podcast than, what an to, entrance. Squeak, than to just squeak my way in. So here I am. We'll act like we didn't hear it, and we'll continue on in our lives. What, a, what an entrance. What a beginning of this show. The worst part is that I tried to shut my microphone off, mm-hmm. and I realized I could have just muted myself. Yeah, Sadness. you could have. I've been looking into getting one of those. Uh, it's like a cough button uh, mm-hmm. where you kind of just hook it up along with all your XLR cables and whatnot. And it's just a button that you hit to press and mute yourself for a quick second. I've been looking into getting one of those just because, you know, every once in a while I get coffee or sniffly. And, you know, we don't want those picking up on the airwaves, I guess. Well, good news. This is a wrestling podcast. So uh, we're done with the squeaking. Sorry, Pete. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? listen listen i have many a podcast and if i said this was my first mistake i would be lying so i don't feel bad you're gonna keep listening and that's that that's good that's good uh thank you everybody for joining us on our first inaugural episode of ring post radio i'm very excited scotty i'm very excited to do this show with you uh it's been great working with you and talking with you over the over the months and this project took freaking forever to get off the ground uh sure did mostly I somehow go ahead no, go I I was... somehow i somehow managed to start another one well and this was the worst the most ridiculous part of it all was this was planned far ahead of the other one being started yeah and i'm already like weeks into that one that being said i'm very excited to do this because you know the other so I have two other podcasts. One's just Joshi and one's, you know, kind of like this, but it's me. It's just me. Mm-hmm. So being able to talk with someone, you know, on a weekly basis about the good and bad of wrestling should be fun because we don't agree on everything. And that always leads to conversation. But we agree on a lot of things, too. So I think it'll be a lot of playful stuff, especially with how wrestling's going right now. Like to me. To me, I don't know if you feel the same way. There is not a better time to start a podcast like this than right now. Because one company is, you know, up in flames in some situations, while the other one, like, we'll get into it later. Uh, I won't I won't say too much, but there is so much going good in wrestling right now that yeah. I just can't wait to talk about. Like, I like to say that the beauty of professional wrestling mm-hmm. is that there is something for everyone. Yeah. 
If you don't like WWE, you can go to AEW. If you don't like AEW, you can go to New Japan. If you don't like New Japan, you can go to a uh, Noah or something like that. Like there is a mm-hmm. multiple paths here where something can be like the other, but it's just a little different, and that's the beauty. And I will let you talk because I've been rambling. No, it's beautiful. No, I love it. Uh, no, I, two points I had to that was. One, the idea that like we, we agree and disagree on a lot of stuff, because obviously that's the whole point of having a conversation, having debate right. nowadays. People are scared of that sometimes, to have a debate, mm-hmm. and I'm okay having it with you, because at the end of the day, I feel like the rule of the show is like everyone's opinion is correct, because it's their opinion. Yeah. And just well, and the respect of that that deserves. Uh, to me, that's the beauty, again, of wrestling, like... If you don't like something, that's fine. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean someone else can't like it. And I think that is something that not all these podcasts understand. Like, I am not going to hate someone for liking some ridiculous thing on WWE. As someone that watches, you know, weekly still, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things I don't like. But I do tend to find one or two things that I do enjoy. And I will I will say that. And I'm not going to harp on how bad a certain red show on mondays is all the time because that gets boring but whereas i may harp on right exactly like you can do that but like i i just i feel like i've created like this gimmick of sorts where i just try to be as positive about the stuff i like and if it's bad then I'll have at it, but if you bring it up, oh, yeah, it's a different ball game, ladies and gentlemen. I will let loose. Yeah, you're like the optimist, where I'm like the pessimist, where I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, where's the bull and bear? Is that maybe that should be the name, bull and bear podcast? I don't know. <laughs> no one would understand no, why because people yeah. would think that's like an economy podcast. <laughs> uh, it's not. I guess. I guess. Yeah. No. And the other point I had was that like the wrestling is for everybody. I feel like when people hear that, they think about like. Well, not wrestling for everybody. The idea that you said, which was that I completely remember, which was that like there's like if you don't like something, you can move on to something else. The the joy that I've discovered in wrestling is is finding all these different promotions because mm-hmm. when a promotion uh, is doing a bunch of stuff that I'm not a fan of, you know, let's say WWE. Or let's say New Japan, for instance. Or you're just gonna keep tossing. WWE. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put names under the under the bus here. Uh, if like if there are promotions that are like I'm faltering on that I'm not yeah. really interested on, I can just move to another promotion and mm-hmm. watch some of that and keep up with that. Like I've been yeah. weirdly doing with Impact for some reason. Dude, <laughs> Impact is like oddly solid every week. It's like they have yeah they have the roster and. I don't know. If I think it's an easy story. watch. I think it Impact is an, is easy, an watch. easy watch. But we'll get and like if yeah, go no, yeah, we'll get into all of it because uh, you know we're recording this a little bit early. The whole point of Ring Post is that we want to do the weekly shows, and we're going to do it like you know day before it's released or whatever. Hmm. We're recording this way before it gets released, and we felt that you know as sort of like episode one, episode zero sort of idea to sort of introduce y'all to what we're doing here, what we're about. Is to we have it we have a whole thing in our run sheet here titled State of Wrestling, like State of the Union, mm-hmm. State of the Wrestling. And we're just gonna spend these next couple hours talking about just all wrestling all across the board. We'll go promotion of promotion all across the board. We're sort of talking about modern wrestling, of course. 
Um, Perhaps but, we'll get deleted. <laughs> I, I was I was considering watching the most recent Gleet thing, but it was fine. Uh, I saw it wasn't much. I saw I was looking through your your match rating, Scotty, and uh, I watched saw, one match. I you watched one match and gave it one star, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe I won't watch it. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh... <laughs> listen, listen, listen. That doesn't mean the promotion is bad. I think Gleet's actually going in a good direction. I think it's going to be an interesting uh, promotion to follow. I just, I wasn't feeling this past episode. And I don't think it's supposed to be a big episode or, mm-hmm. I don't really know what it is. I guess they're not episodes. <laughs> I guess they're just kind of shows. I don't know what but... Gleet is in general. <laughs> like, I just don't know what it is. It... Oh, it's man. pretty much the Noah people being like, all right, we got out of wrestling, but let's get back into wrestling and we're going to call it Gleet. It's basically oh, okay, cool. like strong hearts are like, hey, look, we need, we, there's no other promotions we can work in. Let's just make a promotion. Yeah. I remember OWE. <laughs> no. All right, cool. That lasted for what? Like six months, a year, maybe. I remember that was one of the big announcements at the AEW thing. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I guess this looks interesting. Like, they were on dark. They were on Stronghearts were on dark, and that that was pretty much it. I remember I they, saw Stronghearts live in Atlanta. Uh, it was Shima and T Hawk, I believe, uh, wrestling. And they they had a tag match and everything. Uh, I learned that I also saw them live when they came to Boston, but I didn't remember that. Uh, <laughs> I did not remember that at all. Has AEW been to Boston? Yeah, they have, right? Yeah, that was the second ever Dynamite, fun fact for you. Uh, I was hoping to get... I'm originally from D.C. area, so I was hoping to go to the first one. First. But uh, at the time, we just my girlfriend and I just moved down to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and we were like... Uh, you, we don't really have the money to go back up for one wrestling show uh, in the middle of the work week on a Wednesday. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, that's fair, I guess. That's fair, I guess. And instead... Yeah, nothing happened. I, I turned to her and I was like, you know, yeah, nothing big happened. I turned to her, though, and I was like, okay, well, that's fine because, you know, there was like, okay, DC, then Boston, and then, like, they were going to start... They started, like, moving down or something. I forget what it was, but there was, like... They started like maybe it was like yeah. Boston to Philly to something else, and then going started going south to Carolina. Right. And I was like, okay, based on this trajectory, they're probably going to hit up Atlanta, Georgia next. They didn't go to Georgia for like another year. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what's happening? What do you mean? Yeah. And, you know, and there's still a bunch of other markets that aren't being handled handled right now because of COVID. But I was just like, oh man, we got one big show, and then. And then obviously everything's exploded. Could have just went to Florida over the past like four months. You really <laughs> wanted to see it. I strongly considered it uh, once, especially once we got vaccinated, because then it just mm-hmm. became like, okay, well, hold on. And I even pitched her. I was like, do you want to go to, what was that last pay-per-view? Double or nothing? Yes. Um, I want to go to Double or Nothing. <laughs> it's going to have a full crowd and everyone's going to be there. And she was like, are they going to be wearing masks? And I was like, well... It's Florida, Jesse. I I don't know what to tell you. It's not. It's, it's not. It's the Wild West of the South. You know. It's it's not it's the Wild West of the country. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> it's practically its own country, Jesse. So I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but that's good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad we're here. We're talking about wrestling. We're gonna talk about whatever we want. We're also gonna talk about our matches of the month and whatnot. Uh, but before we get to that, let's start going into the state of wrestling. Why don't we? Let's let's do some hot takes. Let's let's put our opinions out there in the world. That way, we're all prepped and ready to go for every week of Ring Post Radio. What do you say, Scotty? Sounds good to me. Let's uh, 
Let's get ourselves canceled. I mean, let's uh, let's have a good show. <laughs> well, maybe that's a good place to start of getting canceled. Uh, because the, the let's I'm just putting this in any order. Uh, oh, yeah. speaking of canceled, why don't we start over with AEW? Uh, I feel like oh, interesting. <laughs> See, that could have went for WWE just as a entire company Mm -hmm. but i know exactly where we're going so continue yeah no uh so uh there's i mean i think aew is probably one of the best wrestling promotions of the day i think that's not a hot take whatsoever i think that's a relatively easy cold take um but uh a, a lot of people you know there's a lot of talk right now the day we are recording this uh, regarding one Max Caster of AEW. Is that the big talking point about AEW right now? Or the state of AEW as a promotion? No, but that's the hottest no. topic of the day right right now. And I know that we're both heated about it. There's a fly... Yeah. I, I'm, this topic is so shit, there's a fly flying around me. I'm trying <laughs> to knock it out of the air. It, you know, we, we'll we get to, like, the good stuff in AEW, like, the big topic. Like, literally, like, tonight's homecoming, and yeah. that's a big show, and mm-hmm. yada, 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 all that great stuff. Yeah. But we, ha- we have to talk about this, because this, this pissed me <laughs> off. It pissed you off. It pissed a lot of people off. And it – so, for those who don't know, Max Caster did one of his raps, and I will say, first and foremost, for the most part, I've enjoyed his past raps. Like, he's figured out a way of, you know, being pretty funny and burning his opponent before getting into the match. But he has taken it too far, to say the least. Just way too far. Uh, So he mocked the mental health of Simone Biles, and he also brought up the, I forget the guy's name, the lacrosse scandal. Uh, we don't want to. I don't want to bring. Yeah, it was Duke no. the college, but I don't want yeah. to bring up the actual. Person. No, no, fuck them. Uh, and I'm gonna, you know, more so speak on the mental health thing because this they weren't the only company to bring it up on one of their shows. Yeah, I need to say that. However, they did it in the worst possible way. Like they used it as an insult. I don't. Who was he facing? I don't even know who he was facing. Uh, uh, it was an eight-man tag match, whereas the acclaimed with oh, Varsity Blondes. Right? Yeah, they were against Varsity Blondes and another team. I can look that up for you, but it's not. It's, it's, it's inconsequential. Not. No. So. And as someone that one has dealt with mental health, two knows a lot of people that deal with mental health, three who has followed the Simone Biles story very closely. I just thought this was disgusting, despicable, and the fact that they were willing to still air it. I know that they have since deleted it um, from the taping. It's absolutely shameful, and I don't... AEW does a lot of good things lately, but this is a good time to remind them that they're not perfect either, and I just... I need to understand why they thought that was a point to attack especially with how much is going on. I, there's there's heel heat, and then there's just you being a fucking dumbass. Yeah. And that's where we are, where it's not heel heat anymore. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. I am assuming they're very much down the same range. Um, it's just terrible. Uh, Tony Khan um, on Wednesday on Busted Open Radio uh, addressed the situation as well, saying... Um, uh, regarding uh, Max Caster's rap as terrible, 
Uh, he was not out there in the moment when he did it. It was not during Dynamite. I was in the back when Max said that this rap, I not heard it until last night, truthfully. Truth, you know, that being Tuesday when it was airing. In uh, the editing process, should have been caught. We deleted the episode and reposted it with that edited out, but it shouldn't have aired. And he goes on to say that he's basically going to be taking over the editing process of Dark and Elevation himself. Uh, just more more fingers in the pies of uh, Tony Khan. Yeah, no, I don't like it either. I don't like what Max Caster said because it's not just the Simone Biles thing. Like you said, it is the Duke lacrosse rape scandal that's happening as well, which is atrocious. But then it's all happening in like the the rivalry storyline right now that is one between uh the acclaimed and the varsity blondes about being the number one contenders but also specifically just max caster saying that one he wants to uh have sex or do something with julia hart who i believe is 17 uh 19 19 okay thank god i was about to look that up to confirm i'm glad doesn't make it much better but it does make it better but it's just it makes it makes it legal at the very least yeah that's that's about the amount of better i guess but it's the thing there's multiple things for me one it's it's you know i i you can't help but think about all this entire situation think about the speaking out movement i i at least i can't right on the other hand uh it's not i'm not i don't know how i feel i i hate i hate the whole situation i it's atrocious you shouldn't be saying that stuff he said it before max gasser said on before i believe saying that he goes around and like asks people about whether or not this is okay whether or not this is fine when he's rapping uh, I presume that he was still doing that. If that's the case, find new people. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I want to know who those. I don't. I'm not saying I don't want to know who those people are, but those people right. need to have their own uh, morals checked at the door there, because because you know it's. And I think maybe that's the the argument to make is that you know what. Obviously, like mental health is a big thing in our world today. It's obviously like it's been. Um, uh, brought into the zeitgeist way more than it has ever before. Uh, and part of heel heat is generating that emotional, visceral reaction. But is are when you're gathering heel heat, is there a line to it? And I would argue that the mental health part, which is obviously something that is going to get everyone upset, is that good heel heat? Is that bad heel heel, heel heat? I would say it's bad. I would say it's not. There's be- much better ways to get heel heat. I would say the Duke lacrosse line is even worse because um, that is their victims involved in that one. Yeah. Um, that it's just. It, I think the whole situation is very. Um, you know, we're talking about state of wrestling here. I think it's the whole situation is very prevalent in some of the minute issues. I don't want to, de- you know minimize it too much but some of the minute issues of aew they do a lot of great things every single week but there are these like slip-ups that happen that that's just like how did this come through and i also feel like maybe it's it's almost because it's aew it feels worse because of how rarely they do something bad in my opinion but it's like one of these things where it's like oh that's bad oh it's even worse the duke thing then you have the julia hart situation with the eiffel towering towering jokes it's just like, and, that, and this is like the third or fourth week of that joke. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, it, it's so frustrating to see that on AEW because everyone watches it to expect better. 
expect better things and then you watch dark on free on youtube and you see these jokes coming across and it's just like we as a society we should be doing better especially wrestling like i brought up a year after speaking out we should be doing better than those kind of jokes that kind of heat because that is not heat that is not the point of wrestling it's just very frustrating yeah yeah i mean i don't I don't have much more to put on to it. I think you, you know, really summed it up, bringing up speaking out and just the absurdity of saying something like that. And like you said, for a lot of people, AEW has this like honeymoon phase of sorts still. And when you have something come out like this, especially in a period where I think they're heating up more than they ever have before. Like, don't get me wrong. I think AEW has done their best, especially during the, pandemic and stuff yeah pound for pound they've probably been the best american promotion since they really kicked off i'd say probably since the first dynamite and on because that's really when they jumped in i don't really count i'll say the first all out actually because that's within the same like month sure but this is not the first time they've had something like this but this is by far the worst if that yeah makes sense and i just hope i i'm hopeful that someone like tony khan just won't let this happen again because that seems like the kind of guy he is and hopefully it doesn't you know i i don't think it's going to hurt them too much either moving forward i think with you know all out coming out the potential signings that were being ruined which we'll get to like this is what we're supposed to be excited about in AEW, and to shift over from the Max Caster stuff into the state of wrestling idea and what AEW is, I'll say that this is the most excited I have been for AEW. Like, I was someone that has always, I've always been interested. I've always watched every episode. I've been intrigued. But there were times where I wasn't fully invested. And maybe it was just because of the pandemic and, you know, that happened with most wrestling. But, there was there was just a time where I was just trying to fully get myself into it. I liked a few things on the show, but I didn't always like the entire show. Yeah. And over the past, you know, probably three, four months, I've started to get it. And then the fans come back. And that's really when you can tell AEW is hitting on all cylinders. Now, don't get me wrong. I can complain about the women's division. I will complain about the women's division in a few minutes. But, but... As a lifetime, long-time fan of a certain wrestler that might better be showing up on August 20th, I could not be more excited about AEW. I really can't. And I know there's other wrestlers that, you know, might be showing up, yada, yada, yada. But, like, this one is the one. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think people understand that CM Punk, he's the, he's the one that moves the needle. Yeah. Like when they got Jericho like to come to AEW, that was the original needle. That was who they needed to make this <laughs> like a real thing. Yeah. And I think what they've done since then, you know, adding the likes of Brody Lee, rest in peace. Um, you know, I'm of course drawing a blank here because I can't think, but uh, Miro, Andrade, Miro, Malachi Black. Wait, I don't mean to say all the WWE guys. But sure. Like, but 
I think those three especially, and I think, you know, the amount of buzz that each have created, they've made these additions every couple months that keep the brand fresh. And sometimes people think that's actually a detriment to the company because it's just uh, we're going to get to a point where it's too much WWE guys. But to me, those three especially don't make me feel like it's WWE. I never felt that with those three when they showed up. Mm-hmm. Miro, Miro I did, but that's when he was a gamer and he wasn't in the right role. Yeah. Like now he's in the perfect role and I'm yeah. all in on him. But none of them move the needle. No yeah. offense to them. No, I completely agree. I, I mean, we'll talk about let's talk about the signings uh, or presumed but signings, <laughs> presu- alleged signings. Listen, <laughs> listen. If August twentieth comes uh-huh. and CM Punk doesn't show up, I'm never watching AEW again. I'm making that guarantee right now because I will be so broken. Can you? Because you you can't do that. You can't do that. Can you imagine? I mean. Obviously, I can't imagine it. <laughs> and I, I and it's my it's my belief. It's my entire religion's based around it. Uh, no, like the just talking about CM Punk, the ideal, the the belief that they're doing the United Center. There's chance of CM Punk. They cut to the chance. There's Easter eggs throughout the show. I'm sure tonight when you've already seen it, there were Easter eggs on Homecoming as well. They're not holding back. It it's it it's very obvious that this is the thing. Uh, there's no way. Like I could see maybe like MJF doing one bit if it was kind of like a funny thing. But the Tony fact Khan's that like, refused to deny it too. Yeah. he just is like, oh, that's interesting. Like he's not even saying no. That's not no. happening. No. Like, uh. but based on that alone, based on that, the hype that they've created. The sellout of the United Center with no card, no promise of punk, just the belief of punk. For an hour-long show. Imagine dynamite. <laughs> imagine the rating for that show, that episode of TV, 10 p.m. after SmackDown. Uh, it's it's going to get... Okay, so... It's easily over a million. Biggest. Easily over a million. I just wish it was at eight. Like, yeah. just because, like, that's when you can peak, and I think they'd get even more at the 8 o'clock slot, but they're, they're at le- hitting a million in the 10 o'clock slot is a huge win for any show. Yeah. Um. So that's, oh, man, I am so excited. And the problem is. Oh, what's the problem? Here's the problem. I have gotten so used to these letdowns. Of CM Punk not showing up <laughs> on rumors that like I can't I can't fully get myself to believe it. Like mm-hmm. I want to. I want to think that that goes off and the cult of personality starts playing and the place goes unglued and the CM Punk chants are breaking my ear. I want to think that's definitely happening. But as a CM Punk fan, as a wrestling fan, I just I gotta calm myself down and be like, okay. It might not happen. Maybe, maybe they're going to be wild and be like, you know what? This is when we make Brian Danielson the biggest heel in our freaking company, <laughs> and we'll have him show up. And then that's the other signing that we're going to get to, of course. But, and then I've seen people be like, what if MJF comes out to cult the personality? And then I'm like, then I'm going to kill someone. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I I love the idea of MJF coming out to cult of personality as like a one off bit. Uh, and then you follow up with CM Punk doing a coming out to his ROH theme, Miseria Cantara. 
uh, or Cantara, Cantara. Uh, I love that idea that like <laughs> we 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 spoil everybody and then you get the heel heat on MJF. Real riot hours over here, and then like the ROH theme comes in. Here, everyone's banging on the the guardrails. The only problem is I think it needs to be Cult of Personality. For I agree. Punk. Like, I definitely agree. He has brought that song pretty much everywhere with him now. And that's the, we saw the living color thing this week with our uh, ringside news. And that was hilarious. Um, (laughs) I just personally, that alone has me excited. Um, We could get into the hangman stuff and whatnot in a few minutes. But to me, there's no bigger potential story in wrestling right now Mm -hmm. than the return of CM Punk. Like him coming back. And pair that with Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. I don't think there's two bigger free agents that you can bring on in wrestling that are going to make people want to watch, bring interest from outside outside of what you already have. Yeah, That's the big thing, because they're hitting one million weekly now. This, I'm telling you, this confidently, I think this could get them to Raw numbers by the end of the year because i expect raw to keep going down because we still have christmas time and christmas time is death for raw um christmas time is death for most wrestling but especially raw mm-hmm. and because it's not just uh, christmas it's football as well yeah and raw's bad so like <laughs> that all goes hand in hand but <laughs> i i couldn't be more excited for that and you know we're gonna get into more of aw aw is probably gonna be our longest topic today because it is it's a just lot. so good man it's just so good to watch good wrestling like all right so i'm gonna bring you down now and we're gonna talk about the women's division all right so here's my problem <laughs> with the women's division. it doesn't exist i remember we started the show saying that i'm the optimist or you're the optimist no, and i'm no. the pessimist <laughs> okay so i have to be the pessimist when it comes to the AEW women's division because it pisses me off on a weekly no. basis it's and i just i don't understand how you have talent like Riho, Serena Deep, Hikaru Shida. I'm going to be missing people in like two seconds because I'm an idiot. I'll even I'll put Chris Statlander in there. I think people really like her. Like, I think she's getting popular and over. Um, did I say Thunder Rosa? No, but I. Uh, but Thunder Rosa is yeah. the one I meant. Um, you have like that batch who I'd say is probably your core plus Britt Baker, who is the goddamn champion. They should all be on TV revolving every few weeks. Then you have Jade Cargill, who felt like was going to be a big deal, and it's kind of just faded off because she has this weird manager. It's cooled off completely. Cooled mm-hmm. off completely. I mean, right. she, they're still, like, doing stuff on Dark and Elevation, but, like... Who cares, right? Like, all you needed to do was a million just people squash aren't watch, people. A million people aren't watching Dark and Elevation. Right. Like, just put a squash match on there for two minutes. Yeah. And you keep her hot. Yeah. Like, that's all you got to do. And, like, I think they – and if the rumor via Fightful Select is true, they are bringing in someone that I think can really be a key player for them, mm-hmm. which, of course, is the former Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho, great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she could be not only a serious player for them, but someone to build around because she's still young. She's – one of the more underrated uh, women's wrestlers, wrestlers overall, I think. I, I, you know, being in WWE for so long, that just people don't recognize how great you can be. 
And I think she is a piece that, you know, really brings that core together. Like, because I, I name them off and I think you can agree that there's a lot of talent there. It's just a matter of using them now. You know, I completely, sorry, my cat just jumped onto happens. my desk. So it happens. happens. Hey, Jude, do you want to say anything to the people? Do you want to say anything to the, you're, you know, he's not much of a purr, Jude. How do you feel about Riho being non-existent again? Uh, it's frustrating. Uh, no, I was asking, Ke- I was asking. Oh, Ke- sorry, Jude. Hey, Jude. Hey, Jude. What do you think? Do you want to talk to the mic, Jude? Do you, nah, do you see, like this? To me, so t- to me, the cat feels it's unacceptable, and I agree. He's more of a Yuka Sakazaki kind of guy. Who's already gone. If we <laughs> so want to just, just keep touching in. They brought Yuka Sakazaki back to put her on Dark Elevation three times and Dynamite once. So, like, like you really want to just keep adding to how bad this Lewin's division is? Because it's really bad. And it's the worst part about AEW, because I think AEW... Um, besides like having me watch Matt Hardy, it's really good. It, I think the, the I, I don't know, I don't want to talk about this topic to death just because it's everyone, we, we, everyone, everyone knows everyone how bad it is, but I want to just want to like talk about like what's frustrating about it is that it feels like, oh, you're doing the DMD. Yeah, because that's the only segment women get on the show. Well, one, there's two There's two things. One, it's that F- Britt Baker's the obvious draw of the women's division right now. Um, she was getting the numbers and whatnot, and they're always booking based off the ratings. Uh, so, but now that it's just Brick, Britt Baker as champion, that's the only segment because we're not, we don't have anything else happening. Like you said, I think having, taking two minutes out of someone else's match to do a couple squash or do a squash with the Jade Cargill, I think works. Um but the other frustrating thing about it is that it feels like they set up the women's division to fail sometimes, like putting them into the semi main event time slot, which is always like the worst time slot. Is it, 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 and that could also be a chicken egg situation where it's like, is it the worst time slot because it's the women's division matches? Is it the worst time slot because no one's paying attention at that point and they're getting, you know, watching something else or whatever? Why is that happening all the time? Why do they keep putting the women's division? Why is it only one match? Obviously, they're doing a bunch of other stuff on Dark and Elevation. They got storylines happening there. They had a storyline between Big Swole and Diamante. Um, yeah, that's kind of ending a little bit. Uh, actually, no, it's not ending. I think it just started technically. Um, but it's like they're doing things, but they're always in Dark and Elevation in the background. And they keep mentioning all the time that, like, we're really working on the women's division. Uh, everyone in here needs to it needs to learn better. Watch for the hard camps. It's like, man, what is? I don't. It's just all of it's frustrating because all of it feels like it's excuses for things. It feels like they're setting them up to fail sometimes. Is it? Is that actually what's happening? Is it chicken egg? I don't know what is happening because you're right. They're like, <laughs> they always show a women's match, but it's always never anything i feel like it is never something exciting it's never the rehose ne- hasn't been on dynamite forever chris hasn't been on there for in a while jade it, like you said brought up out of nowhere huge interest it appeared and then just dropped uh the biggest the biggest example is hikaru shida yeah has not been on aw dynamite since she lost the belt mm-hmm. that was the person you gave the belt for a year 
a year because you needed her to hold that belt for a year because truth be told she had to carry you when you you know there was some rocky months there especially just like the roster because chris got hurt the japanese talent couldn't you know compete there was there was a period there but now we're at a point where i named all off all these names you have a division that yeah. you can give them two matches a show like tonight or yeah tonight you'll hear this of course later but on homecoming it's the bunny versus layla hirsch in a NWA women's eliminator match. Not yeah. even for their own title. No. And it's just, it. that's the one thing that really saddens me because, like, I don't need to have a Matt Hardy segment every week. I don't need to have a Matt Hardy segment at all. Like, I do not care about Matt Hardy in 2021 as a guy that owns a bunch of people. I don't. I don't. I just, I simply don't. That's where you can give me a women's match that lasts 10 minutes because the viewing the viewership the you know spikes in people that are watching like the women's stuff based off of what we've learned so i'm just not sure what is wrong here like i understand you have your kenny omegas and your hangman pages and your cody's that you have to all fit on the show i get that it's fine and cody's not even on the show every week cody's like here and there he'll probably disappear after tonight like it's just infuriating and i don't see a solution coming anytime soon the proposed solution might be rampage you know the the on the cody media call which you were on scotty uh cody cody mentioned that rampage will be more about the fight so maybe that's a place where you can move some of the just fighting matches to the, the, the storyline stuff where it's like, we need this. The next beat is a match that has to happen. And you know, that's the part where maybe we'll, that's where rampage is going to be. But even with an extra hour of content or, you know, really 42 minutes of content, um, you know, I presumably there's going to be one women's match on rampage, presumably who the hell knows. But on the other hand, like we said, you got, allegedly CM Punk coming in. You have Malachi Black and Andrade already in. You got Ruby Riot, which may help. I think Ruby or Ruby Soho will, could help in the women's division. I think that's a name. I think that could be really interesting. Um, but you also got Brian, Brian Danielson allegedly coming in as well. So you're, you have, you know, three people on top of the two people that have already just come in that need to have time slots on the show. And- you have you're building up still to the next pay per view, and these are all I, even then. I don't, I don't know. If I the, think they're build ups to pay per views. I don't know if you feel this way. I feel like they forget about them sometimes. Yeah. Like because last mm. time we got Cassidy, Pack, and Omega in like two week span. Like there was no story until like Orange Cassidy was like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm here." Like that's. And I, I understand, like, you want to be, put on big TV shows. That's huge. But pay-per-views are where you're supposed to pay things off. And... Well, to be fair, we're still, like, a month away from All Out. Yes, but I don't know who's facing Kenny Omega for the title. I don't. I, I couldn't tell you. That's fair, yeah, especially if um, Adam Page losing. Um, you know, that that's fair. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's fine, I because I've enjoyed every pay-per-view practically. And every build up to the pay per view, so I'm I'm I think it's okay because I'm I've haven't been upset with it. 
it is this sort of build or whatever's happening is eerily similar to me with the last pay-per-view because the last pay-per-view cycle, Adam Page was also the number one contender. Brian Cage beats him. Uh, and then they went into the number two, number three, Pac, Orange Cassidy nonsense. Yeah. Uh, which was good, and I liked it. Um, but th- we're in the sort of the same sort of bubble right now where it's like, oh, who's going to happen? The number two, number three slots right now, well, now it's got bumped up, are Jungle Boy Christian. So, Christian Cage, you should presume that uh, it's going to be uh, another eliminator between the two, which is, like I said, the same thing they did last pay-per-view cycle. So, I'm not entirely, like, the most confident. I I think it's fine. I also think that the world title, tag titles, I should say, are very, I don't know what's happening there, because now that Page lost, it's like, okay, well, what, we're going to do the acclaimed versus Varsity Blondes? That's what we were building to, apparently, in the background on Dark and Elevation. So I don't know if that's going to be feasible right now anymore. Yeah, see, like you can't tell me what the pay per view looks like. You, no, it's impossible. If like, it's if it's Punk versus if it's Young Bucks versus Punk and Danielson, now we're talking. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think they're going to do that just yet. I think uh, only because I don't think Danielson's debuting until at least All Out. I I think Daniel. I mean, the rumor right now for Danielson is Grand Slam, which I yeah. think is a good idea. Makes sense. Presuming that it happens with Delta variations and now Lambda variations and mm-hmm. all this jazz that's out there. Uh, but I don't know. I all in all, I feel like AEW is the greatest wrestling company today, probably. Definitely in America, top three, definitely in the world, uh, if not my favorite. Uh, I would definitely say it's probably my favorite looking at my July matches of the month. Um, but it's it, it's it's one of the... <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm a stan, as it were. Uh, but I think it's one of the greatest companies right now. I think they have all these small things that are very frustrating. You can point at frustrations to be upset about. And you're hoping that they do things to change it. But we've been hoping that for like a year, two years at this point. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening with them. I just need better pay-per-view build and in a women's division that show is on the show. That's all I'm asking for because I like a like I said, the relationship with New Japan has to excite a lot of people. Excites me, the and Impact. I'll include Impact, except all we get from that is Gallus and Anderson. Uh, oh yeah, baby, Doc Dangly. You know that's which, a good, great pick. That's a great pickup. Would, which I would say is the actual loss of the relationship. Uh, how dare but, you? How how dare you say about Doc Dangley and the G1 2012 finalist himself, Carl Anderson? Ah, uh, who who destroyed him with that? Uh, I don't know. Who, ah, it was like a few weeks ago. Someone's like, you peaked when you went into the G1 in 2012. Yeah. Oh, it's Jay White. Jay White said that. Yeah. On Impact. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh my God, he just murdered that man in the middle of the ring. I can't uh, wait, dude. Next year's the 10 year anniversary. I can't wait. <laughs> oh yeah. He'll, maybe he'll be back by then. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, oh, New Japan's a whole other conversation. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. No, I I feel like. AEW, there's a lot of good happening. AEW has a lot of good faith things, but like the yeah. there's like aspects of it which is bad faith. Like not not I want to say bad faith, but there's no faith in like how they're going to turn around the women's division. There's like a little Zero. bit of like maybe Soho will help, maybe the or not the Iconics, Inspiration, whatever that, their new name that is. Would, that I'm no offense, wouldn't help. They, I, don't, I don't I don't think they add much help. I think I think Ruby does. I. I are they waiting for like a very big one to fall for the people? Because 
I, I don't I know if don't... it is. I don't know who that would be. Like, uh, I don't. I know. would just say start using the impact knockouts because you have a very good roster there. You combine the two, it's very good. I'm hopeful Rampage changes it up. Um, that being said, let's move into another conversation. Why don't? We? Yeah, I just want to say AEW is good. I didn't want to like say I hate it. It's just like there's a there there is a very good side of AEW, and then there's these couple things they still need to fix. If they fix those, I don't know if anyone can touch them moving forward. But for now, um, you know, just connect the pieces. They're at like uh, three quarters of the way full. Yeah. Um, what's what do you want to go into next? We got a bunch of idea topics. Let's just get here. WWE out of God. Well, I don't want to do WWE yet because I feel like it's <laughs> we're just gonna bury them. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. I think that's gonna be uh, very... no. I I might acknowledge and then we'll bury them. Let's do a quick visit into some other stuff real quickly. Okay, cool. uh, MLW <laughs> is that a great second topic point? That's a real quick one. I think that'll be a quick one. Uh, They're you, not doing you, anything bad. Did you see Battle Riot? Um. So I haven't watched it yet. How dare but you? But that's mostly because I already knew what happened, and I was like, "Hmm." I was looking at the like lineup of people in it, and I was like, hmm. "Battle Riot." Ah. The first couple of minutes of Battle Riot were great because the first four people were it was like fifty-four minutes. Yeah, it was a it was a long. long that's why I didn't video. watch it. <laughs> but the first four minutes of Battle Riot were TJP, Tom Lawler. Um, Oh, crap who lee mortiarty and uh davy richards and i was like that was like the first four and i was like this is a sexy four right here this is this is what i want to see this is the kind of wrestling i want to see that gets my 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 doc dangley's up um you th- stop with the doc dangley's <laughs> hey man i'll stop it when he stops and he'll never stop uh <laughs> yeah no i i i thought mlw has been over the pandemic over the sort of break sort of been what they always do in the the secret house in the at the table they've been building up a solid roster of more additions of lee mariarty davy richards alex kane erez aramis um i think they have some solid roster members coming up i'm intrigued about what's happening moving forward there's talks of moving it off fusion off of youtube and onto a actual tv platform i know what well, actually i believe that's the case because they're going vice, right they're moving to vice yeah so i presume that's going off of YouTube altogether. So I'm, you know, they, they're getting some more money, presumably, depending on whatever that contract is. So I'm starting to be intrigued. MLW is also one of those things. It's similar to Impact, where it's always like a solid short watch and a solid easy watch. But there's also, it's like, for the most part, it's like fine to good. There's nothing, anything yeah, that's like... great. Yeah, there's nothing. Amazing. And if it's the case, it's, it's a rarity, I would say. Um, there's a couple things I'm like, oh, I really enjoy that. And there's a couple other things where I was like, God, this Mads Kruger Hammerstone feud is hot garbage. I don't know what's <laughs> happening over there. Uh, but it's just it's just very frustrating sometimes to 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 watch that. But I mean, I I would maybe recommend Battle Riot. I maybe also won't uh, because a- after that's four minutes, it kind of just got garbage. <laughs> it kinda, kinda, yeah. Kinda see, I I don't think I can. I... <sighs> I like to watch so much other wrestling that, like, I don't know if I could take 54 minutes out of my day to watch a subpar MLW Battle Royal. No, yeah. It, it wasn't the greatest. And I don't think MLW is great when it does those things. I think what they have going for them is just 
interesting Lucha people Underground. Ever seen. Yeah. Lucha Underground I'm very interested in because I was a huge Lucha Underground fan back in the day. Um, and I just think they have a lot of interesting people. It's like the same thing with... Um, what's what, Who is that promotion? I, not really Impact because they're, they're doing the Forbidden Door stuff. But MLW is very interesting because they... In a weird way, because of how the Forbidden Door has worked out they now kind of have a lot of exclusive roster members. Like they have like, you know, Fatu and, and, um, you know, Lee Moriarty, like these kind of people that you'll see on TV, they have a lot of exclusive roster members. So because they're not working with anybody, you can just see those people weekly on television. And that makes me excited. Cause I, that's like where I can go to see these people. Mm-hmm. I like, um, I don't have to watch everything, which is not bad, but you know, it's not bad. No good. But, I don't know. I'm ex- there's something about MLW that I'm just like, ah, I'm ready. I, w- I want. Maybe it's like they need something that just takes them over the top. I don't know what that is. Maybe they need a big name, but I don't know what it, what a, what that hell will be. I like Jacob Fat too. That's um. That's a great name. I like Lee. I'm happy Lee Moriarty went there. I know they also grabbed Casey Navarro, who's pretty good. Yeah. Like they're making the right moves. It's just a matter of, you know, putting something together that isn't just Battle Riot, if that makes sense. Like, I don't mean that to sound terrible, but I don't think they need a big name. I think it's more of they just need to put on a good stretch. Like, that's they just need to put on something consistent uh, week after week after week. And I think that's something they can do. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, like, MLW is, like, what impact would be if it didn't have the forbidden door if that makes sense like yeah. they, they don't have access to bringing like a right. jay white or uh, uh kojima or 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 an omega they don't have like the thing that puts them over the top i think that's a good transition maybe into impact impact like we talked about off mic very solid watch very easy watch in my opinion uh, they have Jay White in there for right now. They got Jay White in. What? This is Impact. Can we talk about that? This is okay. this is dumb little TNA Impact getting Jay White on their television. What is happening in 2021? You know what? A uh, no, Impact has that I think a lot of people don't recognize. Like you said, how like MLW would be in like the same range. What Impact has is two guys that I think you can build a promotion around right now. Mm-hmm. And that is Josh Alexander, who I think is just this absolute stud of a guy. Um, not only yeah. is he like doing great stuff as X division champion, but he should be a guy that, you know, I think beats Omega. I think that makes all the sense in the world. I completely agree. I think there's, I think they're even setting it up as such. I think Josh Alexander yeah. is the perfect person to set him up, get team Canada together, put him in there against a fellow Canadian to take yeah. down Kenny Omega. I think that's perfect. And then you have a guy like Chris Bay, who yes. I I love Chris Bay. And I don't think a lot of people know about him yet. Like, I think he's still kind of hidden despite being on Impact. And he's just becoming more of more of a star. And the fact that he is now Bullet Club, mm-hmm. people are going to know. And I think that just me that's that's great for impact. Like having someone that signed to your roster part of Bullet Club, and I know Bullet, Bullet Club lost a lot of its luster. That's still a big deal. It's that still, still it's still a rub at the end of the day. Yeah, and him teaming with Jay White like that is never a bad thing. No. So 
that combined with the Forbidden Door and how great Deanna Peraza has been as a champion, like I think she's the best women's champion right now in at least America. Mm-hmm. Probably just America because we're not going to go to Japan. I'll I'll fight someone. Um, but I think she's just doing such incredible things. And yeah, I agree. She's making you notice with a division that has had some ups and downs. They've lost, you know, the Kylie Ray and Taya Valkyrie. Like those are two big names that they've lost. And mm-hmm. she's still, you know, running it. And with all these releases and the relationship now with NWA, mm-hmm. um, and, and AEW, I, I think that AEW relationship needs to use those women together. Like, I think that would be huge. I that's my thing is that oh, like fuck. Thunder Rosa was just on. That's true. That was awesome. That was like true. I I popped big time when her music hit. It wasn't like the best match ever, but it was pretty good. It was fine. And now they have, I guess Chelsea Green in there. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I don't like Chelsea Green, but good, yeah. <laughs> no, good but for it, them. That's it's a name that, that a name. has brand yeah. recognition for Impact fans. He's kind of like she's yeah. kind of like an Eric Young type, which is like I would say right. Eric Young's a little bit better, but you yeah, know, that, I, no, I get that you're brand saying. recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think Impact is a lot of solid things that are just like there that are just there. It's like, hey, yeah. look, you know, they're underneath the radar. Impact is. Uh, I'm gonna slow myself down. Impact is underneath the radar. They have a lot of st- solid stuff. That I think their women's division is very solid. I do think they have some weak points to it, but yep. I think for the most part, it's solid. If you brought, oh, they lost Kara Hogan too. They All just right. yeah, just recently by time. Uh, maybe a couple more weeks. I'm not, you know, but that's it's like two or three. Spoiler warning, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, but I think that could hopefully. Kier Hogan's a loss, but maybe you bring in a bigger name. Maybe you know, with you with the NWA, maybe you can. Obviously, you're bringing in kind of a Mickey James, maybe big name. You're bringing in. Uh, uh, there's no other big names in NWA. No, uh, well, they're not bringing Kylie in, so that's the no. only other name that would be of use. But I, th- I still think having the Mickey James connection is pretty big. Yeah, and I would, I, I would really like to see uh, some women show up cross brand between Impact and AEW. I think that's the part that's kind of frustrating. I think at some point it's going to happen, but obviously they're just sort of using the Forbidden Door aspect for those new japan people and then for like and the elite o- and then omega don Callis impact stuff like you said the elite i would like to see it more i mean obviously they just did thunder rosa which is technically nwa at the time before she yeah, signed to AEW. That, awesome, that was a great surprise but it's it's those sort of things where it's like okay you know maybe we can we can do something here I, i'm i'm just interested i think impact is very solid same thing i think there's something where we can get better over with impact let's boost the women's division even more is there any signings available to them that you would like to see for me i think honestly peyton royce and billy k cassie lee and whatever the other one's name is i forget billy k's jessica mckay yes um i think they could do well in impact. Like to fit. i, I think i think they're the perfect fit mm-hmm. pair them up with Tennille dashwood uh you got a nice triumvirate there where they can just you know run the ga- run the table a little bit, uh, and then you know they can be some challenges for Diana Parasso. I think mm. they uh, have something there that I think those are good signings to pick up if they haven't or looking to it re- already. I don't know what else to get bring in there. I would love if like Impact did have like other connections with other women's, especially like Joshi talent. 
I think that would be very fun. I think <laughs> I think if I, I know, <laughs> but I think AEW is obviously the connection with the Joshi world. I wish that other Forbidden Door member members pick that up as well. Uh, picked up those those Joshi relationships as well. If okay, so all I'm saying you know, is let's booster the women's division even more. Yeah, I I think boosting Impact more is also something. Let me. I've been thinking about this and like where this person fits in the wrestling world moving forward, and I think it's pretty much everywhere because the talent is clearly there. What? Do you think Bray Wyatt would be a better fit for Impact than AEW off the bat? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said correct because, yeah. like, that's no, that's, because, like, it for me, it's I, and I even tweeted this out. I think Bray Wyatt or William Wyndham Rotunda or I just whatever hope he goes by Wyndham. I, I like that name. I like, I think Wyndham is a great wrestling name. Mm. Uh, the, uh, you know, that teasing the cult of Wyndham. Yeah, I think that's a great cult leader name. I think he could be great. Uh, I'm not... Ow, Jude, what the hell? Uh, I don't think... I don't think I would like to necessarily see, like, a fiend-like character. No, no, no. I like Bray. A, a Bray Wyatt cult spooky swamp monster character that maybe has, like, light powers. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I think... I know what you mean. <laughs> I think we very interesting more in Impact than AEW because... Uh, Impact already has a built-in universe for him to live in. They got, you know, he can be with Decay, but then that would be a five-group, five-person faction that'd be a little Black too big. Black is already busy, not belonging. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but and I think even better, they just reintroduced Sue Young back into the mm. universe and teamed her up with a Sue Young-esque version of Kimberly. Mm. So you know, put Bray Wyatt into that faction as well. I think Bring that. Rowan Bring Rowan in. Why not? That'd be fun. Um, bring in maybe like one other guy that's big. Oh, you can bring in Braun, but like I don't, I don't know. know. I was gonna say let's bring in Bo Dallas. Ooh, I would love that. Actually, I always thought Bo should would have been really good with his brother in some shape or form. But yeah, I'm I think I'm happy we agree that Bray and Impact would make a lot of sense. I and think if I think the the tongue in cheek. The, the I honestly I think the tongue in cheek nature of Bray and maybe even that Firefly Funhouse stuff that tongue in cheek comedy that yeah. sort of that campiness that Impact has I think all of that can really suit a Bray Wyatt quote unquote creative genius uh, that you know that exists I think that's the that's the spot for him I don't want to mm-hmm. see him on AEW I. Let's put him in MLW. Maybe that's the big name. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but I think Impact is the is the spot for him. And I think that's where he should go. I think that's where they should get the pickup. I think that could be very interesting. Match style. That's the thing about, like, Bray Wyatt is that there's no one I ever want to see him fight against. Like, I'm not like, I'm like, oh, who in Impact would be a cool match against Bray Wyatt? I don't know, Moose. I don't know. Like, like there's nobody that's like I can really think yeah. of off the top of my head where it's like I think these people don't. Work. I think Bray's a good wrestler. I've seen him have good matches. Of course, they're like like Daniel Bryan, so that's like duh. Yeah, but I think the beauty of having Bray go there, maybe not on like a full contract, like maybe like it's just like he's kind of a freelance type guy. 
because if he can rebuild himself there, which I think he'd have to, because he'd have to rebuild this whole new character once again, yeah. which if there's anyone that can do it, I'm sure it can be him. Uh, if he gets his own vision, of course. And maybe, you know, a year down the line, him showing up in AEW has a feeling, mm. if that makes sense. But to me, if he shows up in AEW in three months, I don't know if I'm going to care that much because he needs to build himself back. And that's not his fault that he has to build himself back. WWE neutered him, destroyed him, and left him out to dry so many times that he already has rebuilt himself twice. So do it again. That's a good point. Take advantage of what Impact's, you know, presence is. Take a and take advantage of those relationships. Like working with people like <laughs> the oddness of, you know, Bray Wyatt showing up and him taking out like Josh Alexander when Josh Alexander might be world champion in a couple months. That's tempting because it fits how Impact works. Yeah. That's how Impact works. Ooh. And that's actually, not a, that's actually not a bad match right there. <laughs> when is Bound for Glory? Uh, let me pull up the calendar. Is that November or October? I think it's October. I'll look it up real quick. Because uh, Bray Wyatt presumably has, what, 90 days, I assume? Or they, yeah. Because it's, it's, they cut him, right? They released him? Yeah. When did he get, when did he get released? Was that August? Saturday. July 31st? Yep. Um, okay, so Bound for Glory is going to be on uh october 23rd so we gotta look up 90 days after july 31st that's i think no, that might be cutting it yeah i think it's too close for comfort unless like they messed up his deal or something october 29th that would be the week after the friday after bound for glory so the, he can be on the return home from bound for glory but I think that'd be interesting. Oh man, that could do it. You do you do Josh Alexander versus Kenny Omega at Bound for Glory. Josh Alexander wins to get the impact right after that Thursday. Bray Wyatt actually technically can't be there, but uh, <laughs> I can't be there till Friday or whatever. Assuming it's ninety days. Uh, but Josh Alexander versus Bray Wyatt is very interesting because I was thinking about what his what his wrestling style is, and I think you nailed the head nail it on the head. Bray Wyatt is not the guy that will enhance other people. Bray Wyatt can be enhanced by, you know, mm -hmm. like your Styles, your Cena's, your Brian Danielson's now. I think he is a guy that, like, when put up against <laughs> the greats, can do have a really great match. When he is put up against, you know, uh, people that are beneath Braun. him, Braun, he's not going to have a good match. I mean, look at look at the... I mean, it was a Very few people had good matches with Braun Strowman, to be fair. Yeah, I think that's more about Braun it's than anything like, else. It's like Roman Reigns. But I don't think that's it. I don't think Bray Wyatt brings people down. I think no. Bray Wyatt is he he is a multiplier, if you will. You yeah. know, if you ha if you have high numbers, you'll make the and match talking, better. If you have low numbers, he's not going to make the match any better. Right. He might make I'm it something. Normal version of Bray Wyatt, not the fiend people. Like the fiend is a different breed of ridiculousness that doesn't actually like wrestle he just it i we're not gonna go into the feed <laughs> i don't I, we, I don't like the fiend i'm not a fan i'll I'm not, I'm a, i'll go on record and say i'm not a fan of the fiend uh i've never been a fan of the fiend i actually defended the seth rollins hell in a cell segment 
Oh no! I defended it. No, 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 no! I'll cancel me, baby. End the show. End the show now. I defended at the time because I was like, "No, it's 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 a good idea." I don't even remember what my reasons were, but since then, since then, it's it's just like, oh god, it's it's dumb. I'm not. I my my whole point is, cult leader Bray Wyatt Wyndham. That's where you go. Impact sounds like the spot. Of course, he has friends in. AW, but my my ultimate hope is this man can refine the passion if he's lost it because he has a lot to offer to the wrestling world still and yeah. that's all i'm going to say about impact i don't know how we ended up on bray wyatt i'm going to take the blame for that one uh but impact's good you should watch it there you go yeah i i agree i agree i think impact is worth a watch at the very least i like mm. i think impact is one of those companies that do you think Impact? This might be a tough question to answer, and I'll be and be very honest. Do you think Impact is at all better than like NXT? I go back and forth every once in a while because some Impact Impact does really shitty things, yeah, yeah really dumb yeah. bits. But NXT has maybe better wrestling. Sometimes I'm kind of low well, on NXT, the wrestling. So even the then. thing about NXT is they have Samoa Joe. Yeah, Samoa Joe is great. However, I can I can see where someone would go back and forth on certain things because NXT has good and then NXT has bad. NXT and I definitely would NXT has a great history too. They do. But now they they, I would argue they've been WWE eyed. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They okay, still have so, like interesting people like Samoa Joe, but I I would say there's yeah. something the Frankie I, Monet bits. I'm like, okay, I don't the, care. The, well, NXT is in the current point where they have a champion who doesn't fit what NXT has always been. Yeah, so that's why I think they have two champions because Raquel fucking sucks too. Um, that being said, <laughs> I I watched the latest NXT. Am I supposed to cheer for Dakota Kai or not? Dude, I, I think I she's the heel here. Any, I don't know how anyone cheers against Dakota Kai because Dakota Kai is the automatic babyface in my mind. I I can't cheer for Okay, we're do, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We were on Impact. Watch Impact. Oh, that was uh, are, that was me doing are, a subtle transition to NXT. Oh, are we doing NXT and WWE at the same time? Yeah, we can if you like. Yeah, let's just put them into one because they're all kind of meshed now, a days with the conversation. Uh, well, let's fo- let, we'll focus on NXT first, just you know, because that's also I consider almost NXT as its own brand, right? Because uh, it is it's I, practically its own world nowadays. I like a lot of wrestlers on NXT, so it frustrates me when certain things don't connect for me. Uh, I think the Joe and Karrion Cross stuff has actually been excellent, and the only thing hurting that feud is what Karrion Cross is doing on Monday nights. Um, I think people would be more invested in it had that not happened. Um, and I think you know Samoa Joe winning another title is always a good thing, uh-huh. which I would be stunned if he didn't. Uh, no, I, I'm fairly confident that Samoa Joe is going to be winning that NXT Championship, especially with Karrion Cross back on Raw. You know, mm-hmm. I think you yeah. can almost continue the Karrion Cross story in a way of being a dominating champion. Yeah. And I think it serves NXT better if it is Karrion Cross. Right. Sorry, no, sorry, not Karrion Cross. Samoa Joe. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, big, NXT, big, big stretch for my boy Jude. God, the, big stretch. The thing with NXT is they got the Samoa Joe, they got MSK, they got Io Shirai, they got Saray, they got. Tommaso and 
Thatcher, who I think are a great team. They got Pete Dunn. Like, there's a bunch of good things there. But like you said, some of it's so WWE-ized. Yeah. All of a sudden. And why are we doing sketches of, oh, of Io Shirai and Zoe Stark at a Japanese restaurant? What is this sketch? I don't want to see that. I want to no. see them get along and figure out in the ring, not yeah. have a a slightly racist Japanese scene that has infinite cuts no. uh, and editing that they just the, don't know how to edit. God, they just don't the know problem just is don't know that they don't they don't know what to do with EO right now. No, and which angers the shit out of me. Uh, and. I'm not sure like what her plans are moving forward. If they're not willing to put her on the main roster, she's first of all better off going back home. That's first and foremost, she's mm-hmm. better going off back home. But to me, she's one of the most talented wrestlers they have. Like her charisma is out the, I understand she doesn't speak clear in like perfect English, but I think she does pretty well. For you know those things, and but it is WWE, and they're right. they're like you don't speak full fluent English, yeah. Northern English, and and this team was always stark. I just don't care. I don't. I don't care. Like I was happy when EO won a title, but I don't care. And uh, there's just so much on NXT. I feel like that's where you ultimately end up. Is like mm-hmm. I don't care. I think that's the uh, the dividing line between WWE main roster for me and yes. NXT. WWE main roster to me is just straight up bad, and I'm not enjoying myself watching it. NXT is, I feel like they're doing some good things or interesting things. It's definitely not the NXT of old, but they're doing nothing that is making me want to care about the product, making me invested in the product. They're just do. It feels like, except for giving me Samoa Joe, ex- except for Samoa Joe, and I, I enjoy the Finn Balor NXT. Him. I enjoy the Finn Balor title run as well. I think, and this is my hot take about NXT, I think what ruined NXT, and I think it's another chicken-egg situation, but I think what ruined NXT ultimately was becoming a television show and coming off of the network. Um, Mm -hmm. Because not only they did that and then started hot-shotting everything and just changed their booking style to go up against Dynamite, which obviously they they ultimately lost and continue to lose on. But I think it showed the audience more of the weaknesses of NXT and its roster because they lost out on editing. They lost out on planning their booking for a month in advance. Uh, But they also, the audience discovered, especially with the war, the Wednesday night war, quote unquote, that NXT is probably not as hot of a product as we all thought it was. Uh, the network numbers were hidden. We had no idea. And, and then all of a sudden we have a, a very clear, you know, analytical ratings talk discussion over this is what the numbers are for NXT. And we're like, okay, they're actually like half a million, 600,000, 700,000 on a high end. Um, I saw a great point the other day about NXT. Mm-hmm. NXT's popularity was never, ever from the TV show. It was always the takeovers. It's yeah. always been the takeovers. And I think... Oh. What's that? Hello? Oh, you can hear me? Yes, Hello? I can. Hello. 
Oh, okay. We're so good. You're all good. The screen freeze, so like you're stuck in a spot, but as long as you can hear me, that's all that matters. That's good. The yeah, Mr. idea behind NXT is that the takeovers are can't miss. And I think for the most part, every takeover at least has a couple good matches still. I think the next takeover is actually, you know, could be one of the best in a very long time, uh, just based off what they're doing. And that made me think a lot, like, no one ever cared about TV, the TV. And I didn't always watch the weekly television. It wasn't, I didn't watch the weekly television until really, like, maybe Adam Cole joined. Mm-hmm. Again, like I didn't, I didn't care to watch TV every week of NXT until he joined, um, because you. Here's the thing with NXT: you can miss the TV show, turn on Takeover, and you're set. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see, the TV show to get the gist of what's happening. You don't. No, and I think that goes the same thing of WWE main roster. I think that also mm-hmm. goes into. The NXT stuff. What NXT was b- before they became a weekly TV show was a one-hour program. Like you said, it was easy to watch. It was easy to get invested because it's only one hour of your god dang time. You can't. There's, there's there's nothing to really. You know, you're not you're not settling down on the couch for two hours. You're you're right. you're setting up for one hour. You're watching that, uh, and it's like okay, yeah, I, I can. And then you and then you even then you get like the fun surprises of a Rick Bugs popping up every once in a while. Uh, that's like oh, that's interesting. That's a fun character. Um, you know, they were able more experimental too. Like it was an enjoyable watch. You know, it was. Like you said, the take and the takeovers were really were the killer, and it was what four takeovers a year. I think now it's like five or six. And I and I don't get me wrong. I still think the takeovers are great. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, like the next one is Samojo, Karen Cross, Walter versus Dragonov, which uh, that should be the the yeah. goddamn killer he, right there. K- Kushida and Roderick Strong, Raquel Gonzalez St- and Dakota Kai. Which I actually look forward to as long as Dakota Kai wins. Um, Swerve and Santos Escobar, like those matches to me, it, that's a good lineup. That's a good lineup. Yeah. And I think half the matches, you don't need to watch the story for. You just want to watch the matches. That's the problem. I think the only story on that show that is worth watching is the Joe cross stuff and that's because Samoa Joe is still one of the best at what he does. Yeah. But you can watch that on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I think what also hurts another thing that hurts NXT into that I don't care about it department is the idea that there are just people that haven't left an NXT. Mm-hmm. I think that is a huge detriment. Because NXT I think that's is what hurt them so bad. I think what NXT is built off of is the developmental program. It is building people up. As soon as Gargano stayed, Cole stayed, starting to become Io Shirai stayed. Um, Champa, I would say, reinvented Ciampa's himself. Been, well, Champa has been there forever, and there was a point there before the Thatcher team where no one cared. Yeah, yeah, I would agree, and but, but and then it was reinventing your teaming with Thatcher mm-hmm. that helped fix that. That made right. it one of the best tag teams on that whole division, and maybe one of the best tag teams of the year. Maybe uh, maybe probably they'll get it is. It definitely is. They've been very really good, but I, I 
I think we're in agreement that it's you don't need to watch NXT every week. And that that is really the same thing as Impact. You don't need to watch Impact every week. I watched Slam Anniversary and I was caught up in seconds. Yeah. Like I didn't need to yeah. watch anything. Um because the Kenny stuff like that's really all you need to care about and they showed it all to you in a video package before and that's really what wrestling can be. Um, I think that's the funny part with AEW is that there is no video package to show for their feuds at pay-per-views because they don't have any because the feuds aren't real. But you need to watch <laughs> you need to watch AEW television because they build up to big dynamites more than anything. Yeah. That's, it, their, yeah, that's the thing. Because they care about the television so much, it is it is must-see TV. Whereas right. every other program, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, they're not must-see. Impact is probably the same. Um, most of these other shows are not the same. Uh, I mean, let's just all talk about it. WWE, probably. Let's go straight into the main roster. Let's developmentally go up. That's a you know, shitty transition. I want to talk about Adam Cole real quick. Sure. And this will go in hand more so with the main roster than actually NXT. Is this in regards to Adam Cole's contract being yes. weirdly up, but also not? Yes. <laughs> so, Adam Cole is a guy that never wanted to do anything else besides be in WWE. Mm -hmm. And when you show him in the past couple months that not only is he expendable, but that he, the main roster, specifically Vince McMahon, does not give a shit about what he has done for the company in NXT, that's where if Adam Cole leaves mm -hmm. at the end of the month, and goes to AEW, New Japan, Impact, Ring of Honor, whatever the hell he goes to, that's the biggest domino to fall. Because in any promotion, in my opinion, Adam Cole should be a main event star mm -hmm. because he has everything you need. And if you've ever watched him do anything, he's clearly like the nicest and easiest guy to deal with. So the fact that he is even considering leaving tells you all you need to know. And I think people are harping way too much on well his you know fiance is in AEW. i don't think that has much effect truthfully i don't i think it's more he sees that he has a limit in the company that he is currently in and he needs to go and find himself and if that's an AEW, which i think would make a lot of sense he has friend after friend after friend there he has brit like everything makes sense that's the biggest domino to fall that I think a lot of people could follow after him. Do you think AEW would be the landing spot if Adam Cole leaves? Uh, yes. Obviously, there's Ring of Honor and New Japan as well on the table. But do you think, think AEW is the good? I mean, obviously, if his, his girlfriend, if it's all friends and all that stuff, it, it makes sense for him personally. And I say it's an exciting show. He'll probably get the same amount of money. But he could also maybe get the same amount of money at Ring of Honor. Uh, just because of what their financial backings are. And obviously, they're, I would argue they're going to make a play for him, too. I don't um, think he wants to take a step back. I think that's a big thing for him. And no offense to Ring of Honor, but they're still a step back. AEW is not a step back. And AEW has that relationship with the New Japan that you take advantage of. And I guess, I think Ring of Honor still does. Like, I don't Brody, know. <laughs> well, like, Brody King's on New Japan strong. and That's they, true. Like, they talk about, like, violence unlimited and all that, but I have no idea what's going on there. But Adam Cole, to me, is a big block 
in WWE's future. Because if he leaves, you're going to see something really happen here, which I'm intrigued by because Adam Cole is a big free agent. He's not on the level of Punk or Daniel. I'm telling you that now. Mm -hmm. But you add those three within the next three months. Yeah. Those are three main event stars. Not even three months, like two months maybe. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, if we're saying Grand Slam, it might be Danielson. Like, that's a lot of people. It's uh, a lot of people. And you can have CM Punk do all out. Uh, not CM Punk. You can have Adam Cole do all out if he was to agree to a contract. You can have uh, three big surprises. I believe you can actually do CM Punk at all out as well. Technically. Yeah, well, but it seems you, like you can't go past United Center without giving people CM Punk. I'm sorry, you can't do it. You can't go past August 20th or or someone's rioting and it's going to be me. Where when is <laughs> when is uh it's the 4th of September. 4th or 5th, 5th of September. You're right cuz it's on Sunday now. Yeah. Um, and they have Rampage is the 20th of August so you can have CM Punk debut on that show and then get I don't know if he's going to be on Rampage or Dynamite but you get one, two, three weeks of TV time to build up a pay-per-view which I think is a solid build with CM Punk and Kenny Omega Uh, SummerSlam which is kind of around when Adam Cole's contract would be up is the 21st so then you can have Adam Cole show up on that Dynamite following if you so choose. That would um, be crazy because he's going to be on that takeover the, the day after SummerSlam, we'll, fighting Kyle O'Reilly, probably losing if he says he's leaving. Yeah. You well, can have him show up on that. I don't know if they'd show I don't think they'd show him up on that Dynamite, though. I think you I think should. I think you should because here's my thought amazing. process. <laughs> I think I – think, they're obviously, to me, it feels like they're teasing CM Punk Darby Allen. Yeah. B- based, just based solely on Darby Allen's quotes. And you're saying do Adam Cole. Adam Cole versus Ooh. Kenny Omega at All Out. Let's Ooh. think about this. Let's talk this out. I would love that. CM Punk versus Omega is way a bigger of a draw. <laughs> way yeah. bigger of a draw. They don't need the draw, though. They don't need the draw. He's going to, he, just him wrestling on a pay per view. Wrestling for the first time in years against Darby Allen, who is stick. already Darby Allen's already the huge star. Yeah, you could put him against Griff Garrison, and people would be tuning in. Yeah, that's true. Probably uh, Griff Garrison, big numbers. Griff Garrison, baby. Uh, people love ladies love that hair. Um, no, I, but like he's already going to draw. He's already going to draw money for the pay per view by just having him wrestle on the pay per view. So why burn that match against Omega right off the bat? Right. Why not just, I mean, because Grand Slam, uh, when is Grand Slam? That is a Wednesday, right? Uh, yep. They are, that, that is the 22nd of September. So it's after All Out. You're already going to sell it. Why then burn the Punk Omega match on All Out when you can save it for another pay-per-view build? I don't think they're going to burn it. When you can do Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega. Obviously, this is all tangential. We have no idea if Adam Cole's going anywhere at all. But right. he, could, he could just stay in NXT. <laughs> he could stay in NXT for all I care. But the possibility exists. The reality of it happening, I would say, is fairly high. And it's uh, better than Christian Cage versus Kenny, that's for sure. Oh, did I say that? 
I would agree. It feels like right now they're building up to a Christian Cage match, uh, or either a Jungle Boy oh. or a Christian Cage match. But oh. and but Come I would on. I would argue. I think that's a better pay per view match. For oh, absolutely. I think that's a better pay per view match. But then they have you know, there's whole, that whole aspect. I think that becomes your pay per view match. You build up to that. Have the start building the tension between Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, which they've already kind of started. Um, but then you do Adam Cole. You do Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. You do Punk versus Darby. You do Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega. I think that's a way bigger, way better card than doing Punk Omega, which you can do on another pay per view. Mm. Which I would say with or without the title, I don't think you need the title involved. No, and the, all obviously all of this comes down to whether or not you have what's happening with Adam Page and his title picture. I think Adam Page. I still think he wins the belt. I think he takes the title off Omega. I think that's happening at full gear now, because um, mm. I think that's you know, ironically even better for Adam Page because full gear is his pay per view that's named after him. Um, so I, I think that works better, but uh, but yeah, I mean. We're we're running out of time here, so do we yeah. want to talk about PWG, GCW, Indies in general, or just dunk on du- dunk on WWE for thirty minutes? Uh, I can say something about PWG real quick. Sure. Learn how to stream, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> damn. Or like just put it up on like on demand video like a day after. Like I don't even care if it's live at this point. I don't need to be waiting for a DVD in two thousand twenty one. <gasps> who has a dvd player in two, no i mean we have an xbox what does something just happen on twitter uh i don't know if that's true someone i i was just reading a chat and someone said chelsea green's main inventing nwa empower if that happens i am not watching it uh, oh yeah i saw uh i saw that somewhere i don't know how though unless she's facing like mickey james but they're sort of te- teasing up with diana perrazzo i think they're i think she's part of the tournament that they're doing and oh, I, god. and I th- oh, but god. if she's a part of the tournament then she can only get in the main event if she wins all of her matches oh god oh don't do that oh don't oh don't 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 um, oh. Okay, I guess N- I didn't write NWA on this list. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's okay. It's it's totally No one watches okay. it. No I don't know. I'm NWA. not talking about Nick Aldis. No one watches NWA. Uh, yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, PWG, there, there, there's talks and rumors right now about them starting to get streaming up or some way to just have streamed content. Maybe not the day after, but maybe sooner than DVDs, which is that better? Is that worse? I don't know. I think the, the thing yes. about PWG and they're able to get all these cool stars that aren't on TV, like, you know, malachi black like orange like all the ring of honor guys like bandito um how are you gonna write ring of honor on here either nah i like ring of honor um mm, me too uh i think the reason they're able to get these guys on it is because they're not streaming it live because they're not doing this stuff like but here's stuff. where i come back at you sure warrior wrestling does it on fight sure they have pretty much the same they literally have jay white next month or this month or whatever. True. Jay freaking white. <laughs> and then they'll also have Brian Cage of AEW. Again. <laughs> and they'll have and they have like some other Ring of Honor guy. They got, like, Ring, my... they got Dan Housen, Ring of Honor's biggest star. Oh, that's not okay. But that's my point. Like, if you can do all that, then why can't PWG just do it? 
no, that's a fair point. And there's so many other indies along the country that that do that. There's no, and we, I, I don't, I don't understand. I because that's a great point because every other indie under the sun can get people like Jay White, and maybe that's obviously that's probably part of contract negotiations and whatnot and people's individual contracts. But like, you know. John Moxley can be on Bloodsport, you know. John Moxley can be on Resurgence in the states that stream live. Obviously, these are special approvals, but is PWG not a special approval for these companies? Maybe it has something to do with the Ring of. Maybe it has something to do with the Ring of Honor contracts because we're talking uh, AEW yeah. people. Well, Danhausen. Danhausen. Not that they probably care, but yeah. I feel like it's they, frustrating. As long as Bandito's winning, you can air it. I love Bandito. I'm so happy that he too. won the title. I, that was, I love that guy so much. He's so good. One of my favorite uh, wrestlers. You want to talk about New Japan to wrap us up? I didn't even write New Japan. What am I doing here? All right. We'll talk about Nuge, New- uh, which we've kind of already done before. I mean, we've been talking about Jay White, like, nonstop, but that's because we like Jay White. Uh, but there's a lot going on in the world of New Japan. And uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a question. Sure. Shoot. How do you feel about the current spot that New Japan's in? Considering, you know, all the difficulties from Gaijin's going home and not ever wanting to be there to injuries after injuries after injuries. Like, I feel like those never stop. Mm-hmm. The postponements. How do you feel about what they're doing right now? Because to me, to me, they're having a very tough time of giving like certified stories that once made New Japan like the promotion for a lot of people. And I don't think that's all their fault because of all these things going on. But some people could say they've also kind of been trending down this direction for a while. It's tough because I, I think we I, obviously they're like. <laughs> you know, the the clap crowds really affect them. And I think we take advantage of how much the crowds really impact New Japan. But at the same time, the stuff that's happening in it is not very interesting. They have a limited roster. They're not able to get the Gaijins in. Uh, There's the whole Will Ospreay situation. There's, like you said, there's a bunch of different stuff. I think... In terms of the Japanese soil, I think New Japan is not really that hot, right? I mean, I would argue they're ice cold. Maybe the G1 can turn it around for them, but even then, I'm not not so confident. Um, But, like, this idea that they've been turning around for, I don't know. I I think, if anything, New Japan US is the hot part of new japan i think they're the hot stuff of new japan i think that is what is very interesting to me is new japan us i think i don't want to see a freaking awful tokyo dome show with evil versus shingo shingo is one of the greatest wrestlers of the year but i don't think evil is the guy that will will bring in the hot matches there i think but I think New Japan United States is probably the the hotter ticket, I would argue. I mean, just look at what they got coming up. They got they got Jay White versus David Finley, which is a match I said was one of my matches of the year. I think that they I mean, obviously they have uh uh Kenny Omega, I believe. Is Kenny Omega? No, Kenny Omega's not showing up. Um they have they got Tomohiro Ishii versus Moose. 
they got um, who else they got? They got a bunch of different people, but I think New Japan Resurgence is going to be very interesting. I think the United States is a very solid uh, hot ticket item uh, that is, that's what maybe keeping New Japan alive. I heard someone argue that what New Japan should just do is bring the entire company to California and just, just run California for a bit because obviously that seems to be working for them than mm-hmm. staying in Japan because of clap crowds and everything gone. They're really ice cold. You know, you definitely, uh, I definitely agree with you at a lot of points. And I think, I'm not the biggest Will Ospreay fan. I'm not. I, I'm not. I just, I can't say I am. That being said, losing him, losing Jay White, mm-hmm. losing... Coda. Coda. Oh, that one was not good. Uh, losing Coda recently. And losing the ability to bring over Ring of Honor stars now... AW stars, I guess. I guess that relationship switched. You know, Moxley a little bit. Mox, um, losing Kenta from time to time because he goes back to the States, has really hurt the product. And you hit a lot of points in the fact that the crowds are hard to react off of for them. Yeah. Like, I, I watch a lot of Japanese promotions now. And it seems New Japan struggles the most. Uh, with the crowds. Yeah. And when Osprey lost the belt, I said the best thing to do, and I, they ended up going with Shingo, which, you know, is great because I, I like Shingo a lot. He's a great wrestler. He's having one hell of a year. Yeah. But I thought giving it to a Tanahashi or an Okada just to calm things down would have made a lot of sense because it's to me it's unfair to Shingo to put him in a spot where the company is having such a tough time to, you know, also build your first ever title run with a brand new title. Title's like, cursed. Title's been cursed. I don't think people recognize, like, this This new title needs to be established. It does. And it needs to be established during a time where the global pandemic is not allowing New Japan fans to be who they are. New Japan to have the talent that they usually have. It makes it really tough. And now, Shingo is heading into a feud with Evil. And, <laughs> like, I think Evil was once very good. Um, his Bullet Club stuff is not good. Which is just, <laughs> we can go, and that's d- another day. Another day, another <laughs> day, another dollar. But, I think a lot of people want to like New Japan. Yeah. It's just a lot of things are making it difficult. Like, they're going to have Chase Owens in the G1. That is pain. I will not watch a single one of those matches. I can't get my... That is that is miles worse than Bad Luck Fale, and that's because he is a piece of shit, Chase Owens. Like, there is baggage beyond baggage with Chase Owens, which makes him the worst. I think... New Japan has a weird sort of issue where they're like, this might be this might this might be the hot take of the evening. I think New Japan is very similar to NXT right now in the same sense that there's a lot of stuff that's happening that you know there's a lot of good stuff. I would argue that New Japan's wrestling is way better, but the the same issue that we talked about with NXT, which is I don't care, 
I just simply don't care about what's happening. I used to follow it and be like, oh, this is really awesome and this is great, but there's just nothing happening right now that I can really sink my teeth into and enjoy. And I don't know. It's just like they really shot themselves in the foot with the double titles. They worked themselves in the shoot about creating a new title and doing all this stuff and then trying to build some sort of thing off of that and then nothing happening, constantly doing these crappy angles having evil do the titles have have abushi win it have the osprey run which is which start to finish was bad uh there's some some good matches in there but the storyline of it all was bad of, it's, it's just frustrating it's just frustrating man that are still like you know the diehard new japan fans they only care about the matches that's yeah. why they're still there they don't care yeah. about the story and I think anyone that's grown up liking wrestling that started with a WWE or I, I only say WWE because a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the reason people fell in love with WWE was the storytelling. Yeah. And every promotion can tell story. Every promotion can. It's a matter of every promotion does. And, you know, it's interesting. The one, the last time, so the one time I've really dug into New Japan over the past six months was when Tanahashi had to jump in for Kota. And that's because they had an instant story of the ace, the ace that they have been you know, trying to tell you that is broken down, is not the same guy anymore, went out and put on back-to-back nights of just incredible showings. And... The way the match ended um, and Shingo saying, you're still, you know, the best. You're still the ace. You still got this. That brought me in because, first of all, Tanahashi's the freaking man. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you there. But <laughs> it was a story. And the Coda story was Coda used to be the first champion. And now he wants the title back. That's it. Like, great. But there was no story there for me. And I just wish New Japan could get back to that. And I know it's not all their fault. It's just it's the, annoying. I think the also the other problem with New Japan is that um, when New Japan got hot, they were in the middle. I would argue bait like smack dab and smack dab in the middle of their like long term storytelling. So yes. there was something for people for new fans getting into New Japan to latch to there's something happening already there's back history that you can catch up on and there's something to look forward to Mm. now that in a way they've basically reset they have to start building those decade-long stories and they're trying to and it feels like they keep stumbling over their feet sometimes and for me it's for me right now new japan is about patience it's about trying to be patient and let them try to figure it out for a little bit and maybe we'll we'll get to a point where it's better off down the line when is that going to happen is it going to be after covid i have no clue because i don't know when covid's over no it's just it's just frustrating this this is why wrestling fans should get vaccinated and wear your mask because Mm. i want to watch new japan be good again let's make new (laughs) japan great again you know you know what's a clear sign that New Japan hasn't been New Japan? What's that? They've had four world champions this year alone. 
a lot of people said uh, the worst time in history of New Japan was like the Anokiism, like Brock Lesnar stuff. They changed, they swapped their titles around constantly during that era, um, and not as not as you know even more than four four changes. But it was like at most it was like twelve in one year. But or we've gotten so accustomed to one, maybe two, yeah, title changes a year, and I think. I don't think every title reign needs to be an Okada one. I don't. I definitely don't. Yeah. But that gives you a story to latch on to. Like, who will beat this guy? Right now, it's, oh, wow, the champion defended it. Good for him. Who cares? Like, I feel that's that's what WWE does. That's that's a problem. Like, the reason why I like Roman Reigns so much is because he's had a title forever, and you don't know who's going to beat him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who's going to beat Shingo, but that's because he became champion a month ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's build that story up a little bit. Let's, right, let's see what happens. Right. Yeah. Um, in the last couple of minutes here, do you want to just run down each promotion, give like a letter grade of where they are right now? We're, yes. You know, sort of the state of wrestling conversation. We talked mm-hmm. about all these promotions, even mm-hmm. ones that are on my list that I should probably write down and remember. And and NWA, and I think there was something Ring else. Ring of Honor. That, Ring of Honor, that was a good one. Thank you. Um, maybe we just give like a, a, a... I like letters. Good good letter grade about how we feel about all these promotions right now and all where right. they're at. Uh, so uh, New Japan, we'll start We'll start with the one we've been talking about. I would like starting with New Japan. C plus. I would say C. I think they're, okay. I think they're solidly average right now. Mm. United States helps. Japan doesn't help. Maybe they got some stuff in there. Mm. Uh, NWA, D minus. That's being generous. Uh, I would say I would say I would say D, uh, because they're non-existent practically. They're uh, they got a lot of bad stuff in there. But I'm interested. Nick Aldis to, is champion. I'm interested to see where the Mickey James <laughs> stuff and yeah. the power stuff happens. Uh, Ring of Honor. I'll say it's solid B. I'm gonna give it B minus. I was gonna you put like, a lot of minuses over here, bud. I felt good about what they did at Best in the World. And yeah, me too. Me too. I feel good about the women's tournament. The belt looks incredible. Like that. That was a good start. Just having the belt look good. Uh, they're on the they're on the up. Considering you know two years ago everyone thought they were dead. Yeah. So. And Jonathan that. Gresham's a great champion. I love Jonathan Gresham there. Well, Bandito's the world champion, so we acknowledge Bandito. Yes. Sorry, my mistake, sir. Uh, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna do PWG because it was one off show that no one could watch. Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, GCW, we didn't talk about GCW at all, but we can get an idea about where they are. Should be an A plus because of Matt Cardona, but uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with B. I think they're doing fine. I'd say C plus, maybe teetering on B minus. I don't watch it enough. I just know Matt Cardona gave them more waves than they have ever had, and that is a brilliant move by them. They got they got momentum. They got momentum yes. right now, and I'm interested to see what they do with it. Um, match machine uh mlw uh same sort of thing it might be too hard to grade but big time c action big time average because they're kind of like just doing nothing right now so yeah i would say yeah c as well but it, but they made the roster move to make me care that's what matters that's true uh impact i'm gonna give them a nice b i think they're doing nice i'll do i'll go b minus Okay. B minus okay. an impact. I'm enjoying Ring of Honor more, so I'm going to put impact underneath them. But impact Fair. is, a, like you said, a solid, easy watch. Fair. Uh, we didn't talk about this at all, but you got a whole other podcast to talk about that. Stardom. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
five star grand prix uh yeah, five star podcast on fucking media you can check it out <laughs> hey we'll, we'll do the plugs later my friend i always do my cheap plugs but yeah, yeah, yeah get, um, plug, get the plugs seriously in like i've watched every single one of their shows every single one of their matches they for me are the promotion of the year that's not even slightly kidding like when they have big pay-per-views big shows mm-hmm. they deliver and they're picking up more steam than any promotion right now besides maybe AEW because AEW's, you know, that's that's main central station per se. But like I'm not kidding, they have the right champions, they have the, the right roster. Everything's on the up for them. I'm not even slightly kidding about my A+ and that's absolute favoritism. I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, that's fine. Every everyone's opinion is right here. Um, I would say, I, I don't think I, I'm just now, like, I've always been like, Stardom's always in the background for me of like, oh, maybe I should get into them. I'm just... That's a lot of people. I know. I, I completely agree. I Like this, like you, the way you're explaining this is exactly how it's going right now for a lot of people. That's fair. Uh, I am probably at the point where I just watched the first day of Five Star Grand Prix. I got the second day to watch as well sometime this week. Uh, and then there'll be more every oh, single weekend for get to now watch until someone September. snap their neck. Nice. Oh, I'm nice. so excited. Uh, was it Mayu? Because it always is Mayu. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually two people. That's oh, right. Great. Mayu uh, also snapped. But so I'm not going to grade Stardom yet because, like okay. I said, I'm I'm just okay. now trying to actively. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, WWE main roster. Can I grade each show? Oh, each like Raw and SmackDown. Because Raw would be F. Raw would be F because that's the lowest I can go. SmackDown would be a B minus because I think they have a lot of good going with like the fact that they're going to be doing Roman Reigns versus John Cena and Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Like those are two premier matches. But then there's the Raw side where we're getting fucking Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley and a goddamn superhero as the women's champion. And I don't want to talk about it. So I'm moving on. I'd say Raw F SmackDown. I don't know, really cold on it. Maybe even D. Uh, wow. uh, nice N- NXT. I C C minus. I'll give I'll give NXT a C minus because I think they're. I'll do C. I'll do. They're similar to New Japan. In fact, I don't care, but I think New Japan is better wrestling, uh, and has mm. some exciting things. So I would say C minus, maybe. Maybe mm. maybe even D. Maybe D. I'm all out of Mountain Dew. I keep drinking this glass like there's more putting, Mountain Dew putting, magically. Putting WWE into the dirt. Hell yeah. Uh, and then finally, the last one, what we started with, AEW. B plus. And I think they get to A very easily with a good homecoming, delivering on their all-out pay-per-view, and CM Puck. Ow. I'm going to go A minus. A minus. They have good things, good momentum right now. What a stand. What a what a stand, <laughs> says the guy that gave start of an A plus. Oh, uh, that's the correct take. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say A minus just because they got that's some fair. solid stuff. Everything's very exciting right now. The women's division, there's some other those You other fix the women's are, division, you're getting to an A plus. I would friends. agree. Completely agree. Um, all right. Uh, well, then, I think that's good. Do uh, you want to give your July matches of the month here? We go. Uh, I don't know if you have Shit. it on the ready on you. I have it on Post-it note, my dude. I, I came um, prepared. I have it in my doc. Give me, like, two seconds. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so, uh, 
what uh, if you if you don't know people at home, uh, Scott and I uh, on the website countonpod.com, our, our lovely network here, we were doing a match race. Uh, we we're trying to watch the most matches in the course of the year. Whoever wins, we're both playing for charity. So uh, I'm playing for the Atlanta Children's Shelter Foundation. Scotty's here playing for the JED Foundation. Um, so we're you know whoever wins, whoever gets money donated to their charity. Uh, so we're trying to see watch the most matches a month. We're giving those updates uh, all along the way. Uh, so Scotty, I got my list here. Uh, I'm ready. Do, do you want to start with your number three of the month of July? Yes, Shingo Takagi versus Hiroshi Tanahashi from Wrestle Grand Slam. That match, I haven't seen that match yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I watched all. Watch I watched all of Grand Slam except for the main event. What <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Can you talk me through that match? Um, sell me, sell me on the match. Tanahashi gives you all the heart that you need, and Shingo is. <laughs> continue his ridiculous year of just not missing in his biggest matches. I don't think I need to give you much more. Like No, I mean I'm already gonna watch it, I guess, but yeah. The the beauty of Tanahashi is that he can make you believe in every single match he's in. And he does that all over again. Like I knew he wasn't gonna win, but watching it live because I'm a psycho, I was absolutely on the edge of my seat because there are times in that match where you are all in. And that's that's the beauty of New Japan at its best. Very nice. Uh, number three, staying in that sort of New Japan, New Japan sphere, but uh, moving into the states. I'm gonna go Moxley versus Archer, IWGP United States Title, and uh, Texas Death Match. Is that what I believe that's what it was? Texas Death cool. Match, Fighter Fest Night Two. Uh, I really like that match. I thought it was really really solid. I would say it's probably an improvement off of their um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom match. I would argue. Wow. Uh, I think it was just something about it was better. Uh, maybe it was the raucous crowd that night because that night, you know, those crowds were very, very strong. Um, yeah. But I think crowd always helps. But I think that 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 match was just really, really great. The the barbed wire fall finish there was a, a fantastic finish, a fantastic way for Moxley to lose the title. Um, I think uh, you know, even now playing playing into the Japanese rules, there able to change the title even on countouts. I think that was a very great way to showcase like that. that to the American audience. Um, a great way to save Moxley in that instance. It was very strong, very hard hitting. Archer, in my opinion, does like the New Japan style way better than New Japan wrestling style, and it's probably because he was in he has wrestled in New Japan for quite a long time, yeah. um, so he understands it more. But I just think. Uh, their pairing is a very strong pairing. I think Lance Archer is honestly super underrated, too. I agree. I agree. That's a good one. Uh, I like that match a lot. All right. Uh, what's your number two? Uh, this one's kind of wild. I literally watched it yesterday, but it happened last month. Um, so Dragon Gate's Kobe World, Shun Skywalker versus KZ for the Open the Gate championship don't quote me on the title i don't actually know what it's called i believe that's uh, quite literally okay. the title how about that i'm brilliant um people told me about it i saw a lot of reaction from it on twitter so i decided you know what i'll check it out uh kz really good like this dude is absolutely insane for a guy that i feel like not enough people know about uh definitely worth checking out i think this is the type of match you'll enjoy um, okay. you specifically, 
Shun Skywalker as champion was really cool. His name's really cool and he looks really cool. So that was like a good combo for me. Uh, but it was just a great match. Uh, doesn't feel too long. Uh, and they never slow down. Like the, it never enters the Puro, like let's get to a certain time. If that makes sense. Like I know some Puro matches, like they do that. This yeah. was just a lot of fun. Nonstop. Shun Skywalker has been like very interesting to watch. He has, mm. he has such a presence about him. Yes. It's very intriguing. Skywalker's uh, a great last name. I agree. And KZ had a match against Pac uh, a while ago, which is very mm. interesting. Uh, Shun Skywalker, I also heard, had a match of the year contender. Um, the day after. A, yeah, yeah, exactly a day after against Yamato. Yeah, um, haven't seen that yet. Which I'm very interested to watch as well. But I'll check out the KZ one as well. I've seen some five stars given up for that one. I have. I have as well. So that, is... that always piques my interest. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. That's when I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. I'll check that out. Um... Uh, sticking with the bias, I'm going to go with uh, AEW again. Uh, and the Fight for the Fallen 10-man elimination tag team match. Just Ooh, so good. Match. Start to finish, including the entrances. So freaking good, dude. Mm-hmm. Just like the... Uh, start with the entrances. The, the I got chills from watching the, the Dark Order mm-hmm. entrance. Uh, I showed it to my girlfriend. It was one of those entrances where I was like, Jesse, you have to watch this. I watched it again and got chills again because it was just so great. It was such a such a moment as an Adam Page fan to have. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, you get the corporate synergy, the throwback that, that the best the best Space Jam 2 that I'm going to appreciate is the entrance of the Elite. Uh, and I just thought that was very fun. Uh, then you go into the actual proper match. Everyone gets their shit in. Uh, it, it's a very solid match. You got story beats up and down the card. Uh, you get Doc Gallows, Doc Dangly Gallows getting protected by getting counted out. Um, so that's uh, you always want that good stuff for Doc Dangly. Um, and just the just the finish by having the three on one parallel. Of course, Revolution year a uh, year ago, year and a half ago. Get that same shot happening, the same exact shot. It's just. This, these are the things. Those were that match was the moment. That the match was the thing that was. That match is the reason why AEW is great. Honestly, top from the beginning to the end of that match, that sequence is the reason why AEW is great. Is the great storytelling, the great matches, the great fun entrances that they can do. That's the reason AEW is great, in my opinion. Is that match? Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't be right if I didn't get my favoritism in here. Now, Please do. I did my best not to. Like I, I think it was last month that you and me were like talking about how like sometimes my top three is very uh, Joshi heavy. Of course. And sometimes it cannot be. And I think this one proves that. That being said, we have a nice little start of match here. I already saw your terrible rating for it, so I'm not even going to talk about I'm not even going to recognize you <laughs> for this. Uh, Maui Watani versus Momo Watani. And, this is, and listen, listen. I think you need to get into the Joshi mode, the start, like the way they wrestle to fully appreciate it. And I know you are just getting into it, so I won't actually get too mad at you for your rating just yet. It'll take time. And then I'll, once, you, once you really get into it, that's when I get angry. 
That being said, that being said, I'm excited for that. I don't know. <laughs> Is that uh, something a, to look forward to? You have a podcast with me now. You're doomed. Oh no. Uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Momo, five star Grand Prix. These two are my two favorite wrestlers in the world, so it was automatically just going to pique my interest probably more than the normal person. That being said, uh, I, I just think the finish alone is enough for me to say you need to watch it because the peach bomb breaks necks, breaks people. Watch out, Momo for five-star Grand Prix. Let's go. But no, seriously, I love this match. I love the speed that they went at. I'm not a big, like, epic match type of guy like i know a lot of people like epics um like the 40 minute epic and i don't think match time determines a great match i think what determines a great match is two competitors going head to head um and these two are always consistent delivered for me and man august is prepping to be such a wild month as is so let's uh hear your last one if it's AEW again then we're gonna have a problem um it's AEW again. Hey man, they had a really good month. They got crowds back. How can he not? How can he Wait not? Wait a minute. Just... Let me sit back and think. Sure. I already said the ten man elimination tag. I already said Moxley versus Archer. What's your guess? Yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm biased. I'm biased. Man, it's so good. Uh, is it's it a Young Bucks match? No, it is not. Ooh. Okay. What the fuck? What the hell happened in the month? What of July? happened this month? Well, I already said fight, Fighter Fest Night 2. I said Fight of the Fallen. Uh, oh, so we got a Fighter Fest Night 1 situation here? Yes, we do, my friend. <laughs> it was a match that I had no expectations for. I thought it was going to be really good. And oh, Darby and Ethan Page. Blew me out of the water. Blew me out that of the water. That was a really good match. That match blew of me the, out of the water as well. I Best Ethan Page match I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I Like, just uh, unreasonably violent. Uh, that that um, uh, turnbuckle uh, choker spot necklace spot was insane. Shouldn't mm. should be done, but it was done. Uh, I, yeah, that, that's a great match. That's probably the highest I have out of those three you picked too. It, it was insane. It, it it was one of those matches where it's like you're expecting a, a great match, and mm. then it supersedes that you're like oh my god this is way better than i thought and that's well the joke was i wasn't expecting a great match because it's hard to have a good casket match that's fair no that's fair and i think they did because i think they mm. remembered that casket matches are no dq yeah a lot of issues of casket matches is like the only weapon they use is the casket it's like no no, no. we're gonna fight everywhere we're gonna use the ring it doesn't matter i'm gonna because i'm point is i'm trying to essentially kill you i'm gonna put you into the coffin so I should do everything in my power to do that. Darby is psychotic. He's psychotic. He's so good, dude. He's so good. And I just love it. I just love it so much. I thought that was such a great match, top to bottom. It, 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 like I said, a, an easy reason for me, an easy way for me to give more star ratings to something is to have something exceed my expectations. Uh, that like that is like an easy like almost sometimes a whole star where I'm just like oh my god that was way better that no reason to be this good <laughs> and I'm just like I just enjoy it way more and I thought that match was just top down great great choice thank that you that was the uh, I you know it's funny I think all the matches that you named because I've I've watched them all of course brag oh. about it Mister Mister Big Money Wrestling Watcher over here. 
Listen, listen. There's no such thing as big money over here. <laughs> there's no such that. thing as big money in wrestling podcasts. No, 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 no. Uh, but they, yeah, they're all great. AW had a really good month, and the fact that they might have a, they should have a better next two months is uh, that was why I'm so excited, yeah. and uh, that's why this podcast starting now is the perfect time. Yeah, every weekend for the next like maybe two we, months. <laughs> maybe for you, we can get more Jungle Boy. Ooh, how dare you? How dare you bring it up? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think that I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Uh, you know, I think we we try to do our best to talk about, give our feelings about all these promotions, and you know, obviously in the upcoming weeks with our two hours, we'll be able to dive into more interesting th- things week to week, uh, mm-hmm. and bookings and what the, and all that jazz. So hopefully, we'll get a better way, get a sense of that. I think this is a good way to convey our feelings about so much wrestling that's happening in the goddamn world. Um, but again, thank yeah. you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Um, Scotty, anything to plug? Oh boy. Okay. Uh, check out my Joshi podcast, the five star podcast on Fight Game Media's Patreon. You can check out my articles. Uh, oh boy. Last word on sports, Daily DDT, Inside the Ropes, and. Fight Game Media and Voices of Wrestling. I knew I was going to forget one, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. And otherwise, uh, follow me on Twitter as well at Scott E Wrestling. That is very simple. Follow me there, and uh, just make sure you tell me that I was right with all my opinions, and we'll be cool. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsy. Uh, you can figure out how to spell that last name. Um, you can also, obviously we want you to subscribe to this. It's our first ever episode. So we want you to subscribe. Uh, and then big things starting for the network, which we didn't talk about all. We should have maybe taken a break at one point, but we'll discuss it technically starts tomorrow by the time this episode comes out is, uh, count out network is doing a, a, a first annual count out network drive. Um, basically we joked about it. There's no wrestling money here. So there's a lot of effort and there's a lot of stuff that goes into podcasting, a lot of time that gets taken out of your day. Um, so this is our hat in hand moment of the year where, you know, uh, we are trying to uh, ask for your kind uh, generosity uh, by joining, by becoming a member of the Counter Network family, Counter family member, if you will. Um, uh, it's a $5 subscription gets you a, a Dropbox full of exclusive audio. So you'll get stuff like, um, I believe how to talk to your friend about wrestling. will have something exciting at the time of recording. I don't know what it is. I'll find out soon. Um, there'll be, uh, Ryan and Mikey, me and Mikey are doing a thing called fast foodies, uh, which is going to be very interesting audio medium there. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of stuff. We greatly appreciate it. You can donate to whatever shows you like, and every show gets a portion of that. Even this show, Ring Post, Ring Post Radio. Yay. Uh, so every show will get a portion of that. So Do it uh, for me. Do it for Scotty specifically. Um, so it's one of those things that we come hat in hand. We understand that uh, financials for everybody is difficult, um, but we would appreciate any donations possible. Not, I don't want to say donations, but any generosity um, coming our way. Obviously, we greatly appreciate it. And you'll get content in return that's always going to be there. And it's going to be more every every year. So uh, I would say totally worth it. The value only gets better and better. So why not start now? Um, so, yeah, uh, that is everything. We got a bunch of other shows on Net- Counter Network as well. So go check those out. 
Uh, I think that's everything, Scotty. I mean, what do you think? First, first ever episode. You think we nailed it? Think we nailed this whole goddamn thing? I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, dude. Two hours. Two hours. I, I think Mountain Dew was a good choice for me. I think that got me through. Yeah. The two see, hours. I I I was out. Walked in the door. Gone on here. So I'm tired. You were. Yeah, I saw so. you had your hat in your hand. You put your jacket on and everything. You were like, "Oh, see ya. I'm moonwalking yeah. out of here." Yeah. Uh, it was nice talking to everybody. Hope you enjoyed the very first episode. Won't be as rambunctious because we'll be talking more weekly wrestling after this week because you know it's more of a weekly pod. That being said, thanks for tuning in. Awesome. See you guys. This has been a Countout Podcast.